so uh this is charlie and this is jeff and uh back from minnesota yeah tell us about it how did how did minnesota go well minnesota where we were at that was a just a beautiful place it feels like you're out west like in some mountains um I was down in the southeast corner, that driftless area, whatever you want to call it, and it was brutal walking around. Some of that state land we were on is pretty, pretty hard walking around. It was up and down vertical stuff. It was just crazy. But as far as the week went, we didn't see shit for deer. I mean, there was so much sign. Um, we found a couple good spots. I found a spot. Me and my buddy were at. Uh, it was like twelve hundred acres of state land, right? So we get on there and we found some spots and scouting around the first couple days just because the weather was real warm and we didn't really know where we were going to sit yet but so we found some spots found a lot of sign a lot of scrapes um ran into some other hunters and got to know them because they parked there in the same spots every day they had cameras up in there they, they ended up sharing some camera pics with us and there was some actual real big ones walking around there but they just none of us had any luck out there that that week um, they, everybody was pretty disgruntled you said the design. weather was kind of shit too, and wasn't it? the weather it? was real warm, you know. I mean, so just imagine walking around three, four miles up and down these mountainous hills. I mean, it, you stunk pretty bad by the end of the day, you know. So it probably didn't help things. But so after we found our spot, my buddy was actually seeing this one deer coming in for three days in a row, and he just could never get a shot on it. And he said it was a borderline shooter for him, which is great. I mean, he was the only one really seeing anything. So he said the last day that we were there, we were, he had a plan, game plan. He was going to sit in the same spot where he's been seeing it. If it came through, he could get a shot. We then you know, we could you know help each other dragging this thing out of there. You you so just said to, sorry. You that? just mentioned borderline shooter, and I'm just curious when you're hunting in another state on public land, like does yeah. QDM even cross your mind at all, or at uh, some well, point you yeah. just like screw um, it? I'm shooting the first thing I see. Well it's funny you say that because my my intentions going into this thing was just waiting for like a 130 140 inch deer you know but when you're putting all that time i mean i'm not kidding i probably put on 20 plus miles walking around there all week not seeing anything and he has that he was actually having some luck seeing this thing and you can look in the website it's the one I, that I actually shot but yeah it, you're uh it decreases as the week goes on just because we've been there twice now none of us have gotten anything there it's really hard. It's a. It's not easy going out in public land. I actually seen more hunters and bumped into more hunters walking in and out of stands than I saw deer all week. So that way it kind of sucked. I mean, we kind of figured out what we got to do now next time to go to a different area or something. But anyways, for that story, he put me in a spot overlooking a, a pond. I actually one sat right on a, I have a saddle and I hung my saddle and just hung on the ground just so I could sit there behind the tree and kind of hide out behind some brush which I've never really done that before. Usually you do that in a blind, right? So sure enough, we're sitting there and this, this deer comes up and he's texting me back and forth. Here he is. He's here and all that stuff. He says, it's not as big as I thought, but we already made the pack. We're going to shoot this thing just to get something, somebody get a tag filled. Right. So he couldn't get a shot. He texts me, try a doe bleep. You know, the meh. So I, I did that. Hey, hang sure on. Enough, the buck came walking right in. You mean like this? No, not even close to that. I know. That's a really bad, well, that's like a cow call. Exactly. This doe bleat sound that I downloaded and then added to this uh, little podcast mixer that I thought would be fun to use in our podcast oh, sounds shit. nothing like a doe as far as I can tell. Oh, shit. I should have brought my call with. I could have done the exact call that I used. 
but let's try that again. God. I've never heard that out in the woods. Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. I had to try that. So this that. buck comes walking down to the exact spot where, I mean, we walked around this pond and there's so much sign there. There's like rutted trails all around this thing. And it was a hot day. I'm thinking this is a great spot. These deer are thirsty. You know, it's hot. So the deer comes down. He's drinking water out of it. And the whole time, and this is like five minutes long. I'm watching this thing. And I'm like, just things are going through my head. Do I even shoot this thing? I mean, it's not that big. And the fact that we have to, we're in there a mile and a half, it's it's so much work to get it out, but we were just eager to, to get something on this trip. I actually so, I don't know about you, but that definitely crosses my mind when I'm like, oh yeah. do I really want to drag this thing out of there? Yeah. And it's short sighted, but it really yeah. feels like a lot of work when is, you're sitting there. The night before, I mean, we ran one hard. We were out till like three 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 thirty in the morning. We went to bar closed and then we drank some more beer at the thing. We just kind of let it rip one night knowing that it was our last day the next day, you know? So that was not good either. I mean, we were both hurting when we got out there. So on top of all that stuff, I said, piss on it. And the deer turned broadside and I put a good shot through it 40 yards across the water, which is pretty cool. I actually have a video of it, but it's kind of a shitty video. Um, well, it double lunged. Uh, ran 60 yards and tipped over. So then, you know, we have to get my brother had, thank God my brother had a cart with some wheels on it. And, you know, in Stateland, the part where we were at, there was a farmer that was leasing part of this on top of the big plateau that we were on. So there was like tractor trails. I mean, we didn't have to drag it through woods or anything like that. It was just like a trail. So that was nice. It wasn't bad. It was just a long trek up and down the hills with the, with this deer, you know. If it would have been through swamp, that would have been one hell of a drag, but it was like through easy trail, so it wasn't that big of a deal. I'm sure it's wonderful when you're hung over as hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean we definitely sobered or you know, felt better after that actually <laughs> sweated out of us. So so yeah, it was a good time. We made some good memories. Um we actually found some other really good spots with not much pressure, so we have a better game plan for the next time we go, hopefully next year. So but there was guys from all over. There was guys from Oklahoma, Michigan. Guys were coming from all over the United States to that area we were at. So, and now, needless to say, I have, I know some other guys that are out there. The deer are running around like crazy right now. The chasing phase is like totally on right now in the same spots we were at. So we actually missed it by a week. So next time we go, we're, we're going to wait another week and go like during this week. So I think it's just a matter of when you go, what the deer are doing. I mean, it, it's every year is different, but we're going to try it a week later next year. So, because there there was so much sign, and some of the bucks that those guys showed us, there was one sixty class deer in in that state land. We just didn't see any of them. So, well, and I don't know if sixty five seventy degree weather at the end of October is a new reality, or if it's just like an anomaly this year. But it's been really weird this year with the it warm has been weather. Weird. But then, it it's been warm. But guys, guys around here, I know guys like Zeke Peters out in Ellsworth. Guys are getting absolute giants, 200-inch deer. They're they're running around in this stuff right now. I don't know if the heat really matters when the when the does are in heat. Our, know, the bucks are chasing. About, I want to say, a week ago Sunday. So, not a week ago Sunday, about five days ago. Uh, like, our camera just started to pick up like crazy with buck movement in the middle of the day. And, yeah, like you said, yeah. I think once the rut is on, the rut's on. I, the temperature at some point must yep. not play a factor. Yeah, and my camera over by right behind my house is dead. I mean, there's no movement on it besides coyotes and rabbits and stuff. I don't know where the deer are, but they're just not in there right now. So hopefully they come back around. 
Yeah, well, they could be in the first phase of breeding, bedded down right now, and they're just kind of locked up. Right. No, like I've said, our the hunting land that I go to is four hours west of here, so could be a completely Mm -hmm. different atmosphere there than it is here. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I do have to share, though, uh, that hand warmer that uh, Tweak Garrett donated, I actually did use it just to see how, and it worked awesome. It charged my phone and heated my hands up for a good two hours, and it didn't die. It was like half battery life yet, so it's a pretty good little prize. So you were charging your phone and using it as a hand warmer at the same time? Yeah, yeah, it was still good, and it charged my phone up. Not that I needed it, but I just tried. I just wanted to try it. So, and it worked I, really good. And then I just kind of turn it on just to hand, uh, heat my hands up and stuff. Cause it was cold in the mornings. I've had multiple people come to me this week saying that they use the hand warmers and they really liked them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a nice little prize. So thanks again to the tweak here for donating that to, a, to the cause. Absolutely. So, so we yeah. have a, a pretty nice list this week, actually, after some dead weeks in the pool, I'm just going to run down some names. And I, I think you've heard the stories uh, more than I have, but um, first one, your, your nephew, Isaac, uh, what do you know about the buck that he took down this week? Yeah, he was pretty excited hunting on uh, state land out in Trumpel County. Nice little spot that him and his buddy has been going to the last couple of years. Been out there scouting numerous times throughout the off season, found a good spot and sure as shit. This that's a that's a nice eight pointer that he shot, hundred twenty inch eight pointer is a big buck. Yeah, you you scored so, it at you said one hundred twenty three and a quarter, right? Yep, one hundred twenty three and a quarter ended up scoring. So gotta that's a be honest, size eight pointer. That it shocked me that it wasn't higher, because yeah, when I saw that picture, think, I thought that's a that's a big wide spread. That's a big rack on that deer. Well, you know, I was giving him shit about that because that picture, those these kids nowadays, they they camera angles and all the stuff they can do with their phones. That thing looks like it's a 20 inch spread. It's actually a 16 and a quarter is what I scored it at. Wow. So he did that same shit that realtors do when they make rooms look way bigger than they actually are. Yeah. It's like false advertising bastards. Don't pull that shit in the TG buck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a pretty nice eight pointer. Anything over 120 and an eight pointer is a good size buck. Yeah. That's my buck. That's a really nice buck. And speaking of nice yeah. bucks, also Justin Beck, not surprisingly, came through this past yep. weekend. Uh, what do you know about his hunt? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I actually, where did he get that? Did he get in Jackson? We didn't hear this. Did it say in the story? He didn't say in the story. Didn't say, but I, I feel like he got it out in Jackson County. Justin might not want us to know. He's kind of mysterious. I could yeah. be wrong. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that out loud, but. Yeah, Justin, I, I feel like buck. it's kind of like don't ask me where I got that deer. Figure it out yourselves. Yeah, yeah he's at, he's in a pretty good area there. That's a beautiful buck, though. The the thick the thickness of the antlers, you know, it's just so the, the thick paddles all the way to the tip like that. It's pretty pretty cool looking. But I'm guessing me and him both discussed it. I'm guessing that's going to be anywhere from one thirty five to one like forty five somewhere in there. It's going to fall. I'm guessing, which is pretty big for that. What do you call that? A nine pointer. By the oh, way, I'm just messing yeah, with Justin. He's eight. Justin is not dickish like that at all. I was totally no, kidding. I no, hope no. he knows that as he's if he's listening yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, a, he does. He said, I, "That's an awesome buck." That and and that yeah. rack, uh, I think I said it in our text group that uh, if we had a heaviest rack contest, he'd mm-hmm. be winning in a landslide right now. Yeah, for this year, yeah. Because I, I, you look back to the first year we did this Everard's buck. That thing was yeah. so thick, up in person. But yeah, this this year this thing it's it's so like massive. 
Yeah, that's a so. really cool, really unique buck. And actually, speaking of unique bucks, the next one I got on the list here is Craig Kennard. And I just got that information yesterday, so I don't know if you know more about it than I do, but uh, what no. do you know about Craig's buck? Yeah, and I, he got that actually down the road from uh, around Kiwanee County. I'm not exactly sure where their property is, but that is a uh, never seen a deer with a white nose like that. Isn't that weird? It's yeah. almost like it's like what do you call those deer that are half white, half brown? You know. I wondered if it was some kind of like partial albino. Some I don't yeah. know. I'm, I I don't know what I'm talking about, but because he, he mentioned also like white and the hooves. Yeah. In the trail cam picture, we put it all on tgbuckpool.com if you want to check it out. But the trail cam picture, the nose almost looks pink. I know. I like your comment about uh, Rudolph and all that. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, like the, the camera picture said it was at like 10.48 p.m. in June. And it was broad <laughs> daylight. I was really confused by that. It's probably not that confusing. He probably just didn't have the clock set correctly. But um, I didn't even Maybe he has like a secret code on his clock that only he knows what time it was actually taken and he's yeah. just trying to mess with us. I don't know. So I'm looking forward to get some tape on that one too. So Isaac, Justin, Craig, I mean, Chad Waymeyer's book, some of these deer got to get some tape on them and there, there's potential. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. That This might be the only deer that are taken this year. So you guys got to get some tape on them. We also, so give me a um, let's work something out. We had the Grant Vanderloop buck this week as well. Yeah, what a cool story for him, too. I'm pretty excited for him. First, Bulk Hill. Yeah, that was he's a really cool story to get. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's... He said some over the pipeline. Let's see. I'm assuming that was up by, by like, Lakewood area or something, a mountain area. But yeah. Looks like a pretty good, pretty good humane shot on it, and happier than hell for his first Bulk Hill. That's pretty, I'm pretty proud of him. That's a pretty cool buck. That's awesome. That's a nice picture, too. Yeah, so. great. I felt like he hired a professional photographer for that one. Like the the lighting and everything was perfect. Yeah, and he had the badass face paint going. Face paint like Ultimate Warrior style. Yes, nice golden, beautiful blonde hair. That's <laughs> it's like no, I so. really was like, who did he hire to take that picture? Because I want to like, if my kid gets a buck this year, I want to get a nice pic, like better than I can do with my iPhone. Yeah. So standings wise, we have 10 bucks down this year. I'm just going to run down the list quick, the or refresher. We just said half of them, but Brian Meyer, Luke Elliott, Chad Waymeyer, Jake Ryder, Cody Zwick, Jeff Blahoviak, Isaac Blahoviak, Justin Beck, Grant Vanderloop, Craig Kennard. 10 mm-hmm. bucks compared to four at this time last year. We do, yeah. like you just said, only have one of them scored. So Isaac is the leader in the clubhouse right now with 123 and a quarter inch score. And. Mm-hmm. Last year, the leader was Mitch DeCane with a 118 and 18 buck. So we're, we obviously have a lot more people this year than last year, but so far a lot more success than last year as well. But yeah. we got to get those bucks measured. Yep. So, yeah, uh, just a reminder for anybody listening, either call me within reason. I can get over there as soon as I can. I love doing it. If you guys are close by, even though sometimes I'll go to Rapids to work or, or Tomahawk even I can take it right out there and just work from the office one day and just bring your rack into the office and we can score it that way or you just call up your local um official score out of you know Pope and Young or Buck and Bear Club or whatever you want to use just an official antler score with the signature and all that to make it legit and send that in demand and we'll just get that on the board so yeah that's all we really gotta do it's just, just got to get some legwork in and get these things scored I'm definitely curious. We've had a lot of conversations about who's who's winning right now. 
And it's, yeah. well, Isaac is officially winning now, but it's hard to tell. Was Isaac's might be the biggest so far. I I have to no, think I, there are a couple in there that are going to challenge that one, especially Justin's. Yeah. I My guess would be Justin's would be winning just by looking at him, but you never know. Like, you go back and look at Chad Wehmeyer's, you just, you just never know. Yeah. You know, or Cody Zwicks, you, you never know until you put tape on him. So... So we don't have uh we don't have Casey this week. Casey is getting ready to he's going to Kansas for a hunt. So we don't have him right now. We don't have uh we don't have an interview this week. So I thought what I'd throw at you and we could talk about for five minutes here is I've had a lot of people come up in the last couple of days actually going, Where's the podcast this week? How come you guys haven't recorded a podcast yet? And I know you mentioned that that happened to you as well. I thought it might yeah. be kind of fun to just throw out the statistics on the podcast so far. I, I dug them up this week because the question I had was, is anybody actually listening to this? We're, what, eight weeks into this now? Yep. So I looked, and yeah, this is the eighth one today, actually, not counting that quick, like, 45-second intro I recorded. Um, we have over 230 plays in the first seven episodes, so we're averaging well over 30 listens an episode, which I was pleasantly surprised by by that actually what do you think of that yeah I, I actually i thought once this got going and guys i mean just guys like me i'm pretty hardcore with this kind of stuff i love listening to stories and all that stuff i actually thought there'd be more but there's a lot of guys that don't even really go on the website even like there there's like not that many techie people that are in the field you know what i mean that are in the thing which i found that kind of surprising because now that I'm in the office and stuff, it's getting easier to run computers and whatnot. But there is surprisingly a lot of people that don't even click on the links that I send for emails. So, I mean, if once these guys start to understand how easy it is and just to listen to this on the way to work and just to kind of catch up and, you know, learn about other people at Tweak Air, I think it's a really cool thing. I was, Hopefully it catches on. I was just about you know? to say, I, I feel like we could do a, almost like a, a three-minute podcast training video because I think people get scared off by this whole idea of like, Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with it, and I don't know how to subscribe to it. And I mean, mm -hmm. if you have an iPhone, the app is on your phone automatically. Like, there's nothing to download. Right. The podcast app is there, and you don't have to yeah. use Apple Podcasts. There are other, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you can use Amazon, you can use Spotify. Actually, Spotify is the software that we use to record this. But um, I use the Apple Podcast app. It's as simple as going to it, searching TG Buckpool and hitting a subscribe button, and then the new episodes automatically download. You get a notification. Yeah. Um, but also, so that actually, that brings us to the next topic. 48% of the people listening to this are just doing it on the Anchor.fm website and listening on their computers, which is awesome. That's fine. But yeah, I've, again, I go back to, like, do people realize how easy it is to download a podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, for instance, like when I was going to Minnesota on the drive back, I was riding with my buddy, Mike, and it's like, oh, shit, there's another episode of TG Buckpool podcast. So we listened to it, the one with Wersba, and we were laughing our asses off. It was just, he's like, now he's a full-time listener. He listens to it all the time. He texts me, when's the new one coming out, you know? That's awesome. So, I actually, yeah. I have a couple friends also who um, are in my hunting camp mm -hmm. who are listening to this, even though, yeah, they are not TG employees. Yeah. Shout out to Tyson so, and Kneecap. Right. Hmm. Um, so of the people who are listening on, on apps, 29% on Spotify, 19% on Apple podcasts. And this was the one that I liked 2% are actually listening to it on, 
on Google or I'm sorry, Amazon via their uh, Amazon Echo devices. So somebody out there is actually like at home saying, Alexa, play the TG Buckpool podcast, which I know that I've tried, but somebody else is doing it too. That's cool. Yeah, as you're doing the dishes or whatever, you know, kind of catch up on what's going on. Yeah, that's uh that's exactly what I do. When I'm doing the dishes at night, I will put a podcast on and sounds stupid that I would listen to myself, but um I do like to I don't know how you feel, but when you're in the podcast, I'm just sort of winging it right now and I'd like to oh, go yeah. back and what did we say? What were we talking about? And yeah, and kind of go over it again. Mhm. And so here were the stats that kind of cracked me up. 99% or I'm sorry, 95% of our listeners are are male, which should actually that's lower than I would have guessed, maybe. Let me ask you, how does that know that? Um actually, you know what? Good question. It only knows that from the Spotify listeners. So the Oh, okay. The people who are listening on Spotify, you must have to put uh you must have to put your gender in if you're um Listening on Spotify. So what did we say? The 29% of people who are using Spotify, 95% of those people are male. So uh, shout out to the ladies out there listening. Or the lady. One. Lady. I don't know. Yeah. And then this was my favorite, though. 99% of our listeners are in the United States. Our 1% listener is in Brazil. So Going worldwide. Yeah. That's, uh, I want to... I want to hear from this person. Who is this Brazilian who uh, perhaps accidentally stumbled upon this podcast, or maybe they're just big fans of, I, I don't know what, but it could be a bot. Who knows? No, it's, it's a, there's somebody out there. Yeah. That's you're cool. probably right. But either way, Hey, if, if you're out there and you're from Brazil, please reach out to us. I would love to, uh, I would love to know more. We could bring you on the podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> That's all that's all I had for that. I just thought it was interesting that yeah, we have and and the listening is going up every week too. I, I said it was an average of 30 per episode. It keeps kind of going up. One one piece of advice I did get from a couple people was they said the Greg Wurzba interview was too long. Um yeah. and and I get that. My thought was maybe we can even if like I definitely want to go back and talk to Wurz more and get I mean, there's a lot more stuff we didn't touch there and a, mm -hmm. a lot of great stories that we could get into, but maybe we break it into half hour pieces or something like that. Moving right. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, uh, another thing I want to bring up, Charlie, before we keep going on, I just want to do a quick shout out to some of the other people that kind of read stuff this week. Um, that Justin Johnson and John Birch mule deer. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't seen that story, go click on that website. That is a, that is a kick-ass mule deer that those guys got out there. A team effort, by the way. And a great story. A great story behind that. So check out the website on that. And then who else sent some stuff? And oh, uh, Trina Ignatowski, <laughs> Iggy's wife, Trina, slamming with her car this week. And there's a nice picture, a little story about that in there. And speaking of cars, I actually hit one on Tuesday morning myself. So my car just, I just found out it's totaled. So the deer are out and about, but at night. I feel mornings. like I should have a like a negative sound effect for that when you say, yeah. wait, can you say it? Just again, say it. My car was totaled. And my car was totaled this week. Nope. Probably not the sound effect I should have gone with. No, it, it didn't work. I didn't hear it. Oh, you didn't hear it? No. Okay. Well, I thought it was funny anyway. Oh. Sorry. It was like a story that, sort of a celebratory it? air horn sound. Oh, yeah. Real funny. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. 
We should uh, <laughs> maybe this is the time to mention this is the first time we're doing one and we're not sitting in the same room together. Yeah, we're actually via Teams right now. I feel this. like we're talking each over. In fact, I just did it. We're talking over each other a lot in this episode, a lot more than if, if we were in the same room together. Yeah, so we apologize. I'm uh, the next one that was registered. Oh, you, we just did it again. But Brandon <laughs> Blaney, the elk hunt <laughs> that he was on with his buddy that landed a real hard tag to get. I mean, what do you see? Only three of them in that state, in that section of Montana can get an elk tag. And his buddy got one, so Brandon went along with. And the funny part about it is that he got the elk and he got... Was it a mule deer? I All believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's another so that's great story. story. Thanks to Brandon yeah. for sharing that, by the way, because that's, the, I would love to get more of that. If you know people who are hunting, even if it's not deer hunting or whitetail hunting, send it in, please. Yep. So cool. that's it. Uh, I guess my next thing I wanted to go into is we're going into another weekend and I feel like and now it's November, like the magical month is here that everybody waits for. And who talks about November, it's going to pick up and really it has so far, but it's still unseasonably warm. And now on top of it, we're supposed to basically get like flood, like rains this weekend. I, maybe it's the end of the world, but um, yeah. how, how does that make you feel going into this weekend? Like, do you, do you think you're set up for success this weekend, or is it going to be a rough one? i to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I might go tonight just because it's like well, the one night I can go during the week is the Friday night thing, and it's going to be raining. But I'm probably just going to go out there and suck it up and get wet. And hopefully the one doe comes through, the right one, with something chasing it. That's really what we're after. So, I almost, I, like you said, the deer don't care what the weather is happening, doing right now. So Yeah, I feel like this is this year is an experiment in, like, how does the how does the rut action change based on the weather? Because I can't remember a year where it's just consistently in the 60s this far into the year. And, yeah. and how is that going to mess with the rut? Like I said, from what we've heard and what we've seen in the statistics so far, everybody's still getting a lot of like seeing bucks and obviously shooting bucks. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, so I'm. Well, next week, it looks like the weather's going to be all over the place. But finally, like next weekend, it looks like from what I just saw in Green Bay, at least next Saturday, the high is 38 degrees. And uh, is that the weekend? You know, I keep hearing about the first cold front in November is the one to look out for. Like is next weekend the one you got marked on your calendar? Oh, yeah, that's that's when it's going to be. I'm going to try to sit all day sets all weekend. I'm sure my wife is not going to be too thrilled about it, but. It is what it is. It's that time of year. You got to spend some hours in the stand. It's the only chance you got. I can say selfishly as a, as a gun hunter, I, I always hope that maybe this warm weather is like pushing the rut activity back a bit. And maybe, you know, us gun hunters will, will get the catch the tail end of that, but really in Mm -hmm. sort of, that's what's in my heart. But in my brain, I'm like, that's not how it works. Like the rut will be over by November 19th. Yeah, actually, that by that time, well, you're probably pushing into the second round of it, you know? I mean, there's there's multiple ruts that deer going rut or whatever, estrus, different times of year. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the yearlings will go into estrus and the bucks will get back on, back on track again. So I think it's going to be a great November. Yeah, I, I hope this uh, this weather didn't mess with any of it. Um, The last thing we got here is uh, we had a raffle prize for this week and uh 
you can probably describe what's in the in this better. The prize was a Stanley toolbox, a nice big Stanley toolbox, and it was full of kind of miscellaneous stuff. Uh, from what I could tell, there was like a flashlight in it and some. Uh, they're not. Yeah, I, I want to say it was like a flood lamp with a nice flashlight. Yes. I and, mean, all this stuff is like they're thirty, forty dollar prizes, and then there was this another like electrical cord, like reel with the cord on it, like a heavy duty cord. I mean, that, this, to be honest, this is one of the prizes I wanted to win. Cause I'm currently going to like build a new shop and stuff right now. And then that would have looked great in my shop. There's also some so. like plastic tumblers in there and a few other, few other items thrown in. I noticed, but yeah. I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head, everything that's in there. And it was from Guy Adams at design air. So thank you to Guy and design air for this awesome prize. And mm-hmm. the winner was miles Cornell. Uh, service tech from from Green Bay. Yeah, congrats, Miles. Uh, actually, I just spoke with Ben Delker, which is uh, neighbors with Miles. He is going to grab that prize for you and hand deliver it. So, breaking news. Thanks to Ben Delker for that, getting that out to Miles. Definitely, yeah. And and again, one more time, I'm going to say thanks to Guy Adams at Design Air. That's uh, like you said, that's a really cool prize. Every everybody, even if you're not a deer hunter, you can use that and and enjoy it. Yep. Well, any other, any parting words before we end this thing? No, I just good luck to everybody and try not to sweat too much this uh, weekend. If you're going to get out and stay dry. Yeah, definitely bring a, you might have to bring the kayak along or something to get out to your stand. Yeah. So, well, good luck everybody. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks a lot for checking us out. Remember uh, everything that we're talking about. And then some is at tgbuckpool.com. If you're part of the pool, that's definitely where you want to go to get your information. Um, and that's about it. Thanks a lot, Jeff. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. All right. See ya.